and that's how you can poison someone with bread. And so I, that's like strike two right now. I get one more strike for this quarter for like food poisoning people, and after that, I go on timeout, what they call it. So uh, welcome to the Transmit Podcast. Uh, I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. And this I, is nonsense. No, no, this, this is 100% again what we were talking about. My new job. Well, why do we have my uh, footage from my new job queued up? People know that food poisoning would probably lead to immediate termination, especially for you. <laughs> Listen, have you seen the current job market? <laughs> yeah, there. People like, are beating down the doors to get in to do what you're doing. Look, no one can do what I do. I mean, you know what? Let's just let's just roll with this. Yeah, my. Let's turn the sound down and let's just hit play on Spike unloading. Some uh, white Sweet. sauce. Oh yeah. Okay, so tell so us these, this the, process the, right here. So, well, this is called glazing. Uh, well, I feel like you're just you getting a circular. bunch outside of like where it's supposed to no, go. No, see, the middle is the is that's that's straight down to the to the to the bottom. That goes to the pan. So you got to get it around the. It's it, this is these are called these are puddings. You throw some streusel on it, and the, each one has a different uh, like flavor just, in it. You're is just this, getting a bunch like down that, the hole. Was that yeah. the completion? Yeah, that was, well, listen, we ran out of, like, factory. Like, like, you messed up. You didn't, I mean, like. So this is the final step. After this, this you the, put the lids on. Well, there's no lids. You, you let them cool, and then you take them out of those tins, and then you put them in those plastic clamshell things. Oh. So, yeah, listen, we ran out of, like, factory issue glaze, so they said, uh, listen, you got to fill that up with your own glaze. And uh, at the end of it, we had to do, like, four pans like this. I was pretty sore by the end of it. So. <laughs> Customers did not complain though. They were on sale, so M- they w- middle-aged men who live uh, and, and with their uh, mothers and elderly women. That last one looks kind of messed up. <laughs> messed that one up. Well, that what? Listen, that one by the end, it wasn't like shooting out as far. So what, you're it's not supposed to make it in the hole. Look, it it went on the on the, the, the I think that's um, raspberry flavor. Like the there. one on the left, you can see like the drizzle lines. I mm-hmm. feel like that's more appetizing. Than okay. just like a shotgun blast of, <laughs> of, of hot of hot glaze. Of glaze. Oh. Look, the see that one looks more like jizz. Let's just say it. That one looks more like <laughs> semen. It looks like a money shot. And the left one looks less like semen because it's kind of like that's not the shape that it would make. Yeah, they don't give you like a a ketchup bottle type applicator because I well, feel like that would the way you could have just you could like and you okay. can make cool shapes. The way I was told to do it was you take a hand, put the put the glove on, dip it in the bucket of 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 uh, glaze and then do like this maneuver with your hand over it. Who told you that? What the hell? The guy who trained me, okay? And then like they didn't complain when I started doing it at the my non-training store, but then I realized like I had to move trays and then like then reapply and so I figured I'd just get a ladle and ladle ladle that shit out. But this, look, the the one of the ladies said this looks beautiful. And it's like I, <laughs> she was being nice. She was being very nice. Hey, listen, this yeah, is, that was kind. Those those were those look very nice, like color wise. Like we have a big. Ba- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not the glazing, but yeah. Okay, you know what? The glazing looks fine. That's okay? a good red. That's a nice deep red. Nice deep red, and the and the the baking on the outside. That's a nice 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 brown. Nice crisp golden brown. Nice golden see, brown. Golden. Yeah, exactly. I know how. Like it took me a while for the first week. I didn't know where the ovens were. Oh man. All right. Or what they did. Yeah, that was like a puddle of jizz on that last one. <laughs> Classy. Classy. <laughs> All so, right. So we have a trailer yeah. for a video game with I've been the playing. most nonsensical title that I've ever seen. So ch- check this out. Werewolf. Do you have to oh. Apocalypse. Oh, wait. Uh, there it is. That's why we couldn't hear your heavy breathing in the video earlier. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, um, I I bought this game and I should have watched a review first, but I saw this trailer and it's like, oh, this looks beautiful. So you bought this game? I, unfortunately, for which digital download or digital download, it's only on digital. I think. Uh, what do you have? The PS Five or something? I have the uh, Xbone. My my sensei is borrowing my PS Four. You have the new Xbox? I do not. Uh, remember that? Those story. are the Xbox. X oh yeah, you, you Xbox. returned. Oh, yeah. You returned it. I yeah. gave it back to the to the nice to the nice lady. <laughs> So I see this nice. and it's like so it's so tasteful with like the the red leaves going into the factory and you got like the encroachment into like this cold factory setting. Yeah, it's all black and white except for the red leaves. And then you, you come across this guy here. His name is like Kahal or something. It's like super like um uh what's the a Nordic? 
Okay, so the tree bleeds. Is having its period, yeah. Or like Mesopotamian. Something like that. Oh, see, that's, that shows there's sadness happening here. What's happening? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's the sadness. Oh, sad. And this is the part where I like, okay, maybe I should play this game, because you... You're obviously going to fight people. And see, the, the wolves are coming out. Like, this is, like, super tasteful and intense. This one... This is a super long trailer. This, this one have sold me, just putting that up there. Okay, sh shut up, because, like, wait, wait, wait till, wait till the end, because it looks like... Look, they're, they're seeing it through their nature eyes. So you call up your buddy, and for some reason, no one stops these wolves. Like, everyone's still frozen in place. Yeah, everything's, like, frozen that's, in time. That's the something. alien mecha suit. Yeah, the, it alien. is, right? And then the, then there are the evil, like, unnatural soldiers corrupting nature. And wolves are going to save everything. Yeah. Just regular old earth wolves. No, no, check it out, because then it becomes, then, bipedal, the, the Kranos, I think? Uh, bipedal wolf form. And this is where I was like, oh shit, you get to fight as a werewolf? Come on, usually you have to shoot those guys. And I was like, you know what, I'll give this a shot. And also it's the pandemic and nothing's coming out, okay? Normally, yes, I would just be like buying the new Halo, but that got pushed back. So pause. Werewolf the, so, werewolf, the apocalypse, earth blood. It's, ba <laughs> it's, based on, it's based on a tabletop game. And what I thought I was going to be doing was like running around and turning into a werewolf and fucking up those mech suits and guys with guns. And you do do that. But the second like you get into straight up gameplay, you realize, oh, this looks like a game from like the 90s. It's like this should be on a PlayStation, maybe a PlayStation 2, <laughs> like the gameplay. It's like a substandard like you, first you're sneaking around and you try to like, you know, sabotage means by which people get into like to, to these closed rooms. And then when you get spotted, you turn into a werewolf and just just mince through everybody. Oh, cool. Epic games. It, it's so like epic. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, like, all you have to do is spam light attack and no one in the next room. Like, you, you can just paint the walls red with evil polluter people. Mm -hmm. And in the next room, they'll be like, hey, did you hear something? Like, no. Okay. So basically, they made a turd. Yeah. And they had to make a trailer that was really nice oh, they, that people they would buy it. they polished that turn to a mirror sheen. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's a lot of walking and mm -hmm. it's a lot of nothing. And you can turn into a regular like wolf. And when you do a combat, you can turn into like that wolf. And also most of the time you're leather daddy. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah, or like um, modern day Kratos. Modern, yeah. You're, it's like, <laughs> it's like the guy who like is a biker. He got really into the Nordic religion and now he, he, he totally lives that lifestyle. Or like um, when I was a kid and I was designing characters for Mortal Kombat 4. Yeah. Because <laughs> it hadn't come out yet. Right. This is my Mortal Kombat 4 character. I call him... Uh, Kahal. Army. Army. Man. <laughs> Kahal. Yeah, that's... It's, <laughs> he's super in touch with, like, the nature spirits. And, like, the, you, you go around, you collect up, like, points by, like, if somebody has a potted plant within that factory you're sneaking around in, you can, like, and, and commune with nature. It reminds me of Derek's... Uh, he named our main villain for Super Awesome Showdown. He named it, uh, what do you name it? Skaal. <laughs> Super, yeah, like Nordic or whatever. So, yeah, um, uh, it's from like some mid-tier like uh, like French studio. And it did not, it, and you can tell like they wanted to be, make a AAA game, but you can tell like it's kind of janky. They put all the parts together, but it did it kind of cheap and wrong. AAA. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, so we got another trailer. Oh, yeah, we but saw. This time, this hopefully, a, this will be better. Yeah. Okay, MPAA. This is a red... Um, red band. Red band so instead of green. There's, there's going to be some uh, some blood, some some cussing, maybe some boobs. Right. If we're lucky. Have you seen this trailer? No, I have not. This is your first time I first learned about this. this seven years ago on a mission in Brazil. Is it live action? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See? They move like normal people. There. Oh, look at that. Unit in seconds. Oh, that's pretty badass. Sub-Zero, everybody. Yep. <laughs> oh! Had superhuman abilities. They keep retconning Jax's arm. Right? Saga. Sometimes he... <laughs> sometimes he volunteers, sometimes he gets it ripped off by Sub-Zero, who knows? Goro in the cartoon. Oh, yeah. Means you've been chosen. Did you have it from birth? Because if that if that's the case, it's still a birthmark. Reference a great tournament. That's probably Sonya. 
blonde woman. Oh yeah, probably. That dragon marking. That's probably scorpion. That's probably yeah. Oh yeah, because he's got the rope thing. Also, he's like in feudal Japan, so like there's no way he's like. I don't think this village exists in like modern day. This is extremely violent, right? So is Mortal Kombat like transcend time? It kind of yeah. They they keep retconning and going back in time and shit. Oh, it's Kata. Hey, look, the most true the game that I've ever seen. Right? Well, you don't have a white dude from Highlander playing the god of lightning? <laughs> How many of my people you put in the ground? I mean, oh. oh, yeah. This looks badass. Like, I hope it's good. Yeah, this actually might be like, a good video game movie. The original Mortal Kombat movie is good in a stupid way. Yeah. Like, the first, like, good, what, um... Video game movie was uh, the Pokemon movie, I think. <gasps> oh snap! Blood knife. That's badass. Also, just. I feel like they should have um, waited to introduce Sub Zero because, like, you see him rip off Jax's arm, right? But then we see him at the end, kind of. Like, I feel like they should have saved that. Or gave us like something really kind of cool that we didn't expect, right? Kano. <laughs> isn't I love that. Isn't there like a character that's missing here that I didn't notice? Um. Yeah. No. They didn't have Johnny Cage. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying Sub Zero, Scorpion, Luke Kang, Kung Lao, Raiden, Sonya, Kano. I even saw Goro, but right. They, I didn't do fucking no 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 Johnny Johnny Cage, Cage man. Oh, I feel okay. like he's, he's gonna show up. He's there's gonna they're gonna like tease that somehow. He's like too he's way too expendable in Mortal Kombat. Sometimes they use him, sometimes they don't. Right. So it says it's gonna be available on HBO Max for 31 days following the theatrical release on April 16th. Or Ooh. we could go to theaters. Yeah, we could finally go Maybe. to theaters. Maybe it'll be the first movie that we see in theaters since. since oh God! I didn't forget what the last movie. I was saw in. um Tenet. But I remember the last movie you saw with us. Oh, shh. No, I don't. What was the last one we saw together? It's been a long time. It might have been the Pokemon movie, honestly. <laughs> yeah, probably the Pokemon movie. I don't know. Could have been 1917. It could have been 1917. It could have been with one of our other mutual uh, friends. It might have, it might have been. Who who knows? It, it, listen, the whole 2020 has been a, is a, was just a write-off, honestly. We'll just, yeah, that's just it, like a do-over. Just yeah. 2021, though, is still biting people in the ass. It is. It really is. But... Or, you know, it's a bear biting someone in the ass. Oh, for transition. Example, for example, a woman in Alaska was bitten in the ass while using the outhouse because a bear got into the Ugh. outhouse, probably searching for some warmth because it gets a little warm in, in the outhouse. There you go. Uh, so she went to sit down uh, and she got bit in the butt. <laughs> so apparently oh, God. this woman and her brother... And her, her brother's girlfriend were riding snowmobiles to stay at his yurt. This is the most Alaskan story. His yurt. In every way possible. Uh, and so she went to go use the outhouse. And apparently her brother heard the screaming and went to the outhouse about 150 feet away from the yurt where he found her tending to her wound. Oh. They thought at first because it was so small. That she was bit by a squirrel or a mink, but... So it just nipped her a little bit. Uh, he oh. brought his headlamp, opened the toilet seat, and there's just a bear. Freaking bear. Just a bear. A goddamn bear. And look, I I check under the toilet seat for spiders. Or snakes. Every time. No, just spiders for, for me. Because uh, I saw the movie Nene's Kids once, and there was a spider crawling down there. Well, I'm always, like... I, I've heard people see like snakes swimming through the sewers and they come right. through the toilet yes. and stuff. Yeah, so that's whatever. Like, if I sat down, I would have immediately thought like, "Oh, a snake bit me" or something. Right. But I guess maybe she heard like the growl of a bear. <laughs> this is like actually very horrifying. For this something is yeah, like this stuff. right. Um, so I, like that's the last animal you expect. It's like a, a, I'm gonna go on bear. It's the last animal you want to meet in like the most the, vulnerable position. <laughs> what's the worst? I think the only thing worse than a bear is like, yeah, a there's a straight up creature? like a werewolf, a, like a werewolf yeah. from, from that. Like I was about to say, there's a straight up lion. Well, I, yeah, they're they're <laughs> assholes. There. Yeah, 
Uh, I was just thinking from like the the werewolf, the apocalypse. So apparently, like they ran back to the yurt, and then in the morning they found bear tracks all over the property. God damn. But it. the bear left. Said you could see them coming across the snow, coming up to the side of the outhouse. And oh, they no. figure it got inside the outhouse through an opening at the bottom of the back door. Ooh. Uh, Just said, hey, this this place smells nice. Let's get in there. The Alaska Department of Fishing Game said they thought it might be a black a black bear based on photos of the tracks. And a neighbor about a half mile away sent him a photo of a black bear on a property two days later. So um, be on the lookout for a, for a bear matching this description. So. Apparently 2020 was a record year for like bear problems in general in that region. Huh. Um, they're saying it could include the fact it was a poor salmon run year combined with a mediocre berry crop. So uh, all sorts of they might have just been a little a little hungry. So okay, this says the the biologist from Fishing Game suspects it was caused by her being swatted with a paw rather than being. Oh, bitten. thank God. Because uh, if it was a were bear, she'd be turned into one by now. She bit her. Or is that any kind of mauling by were animals? I don't know. Uh, it's just terrible. I'm still I'm still stuck like on the last werewolf. Thing you want. I I just I just listened to the new um Anita Blake series and they have like were everything animals. So I'm like yes. I'm were thinking bear. about it. Um, oh yeah, they had bear, rat, uh, lion, panther. It's, it's everything. I was thinking of the bear. I just like oh. saw that. And I was like, ooh, free food. <laughs> free. Oh look at me. Uh, looks like some tender cut there. The food's Shrimp. just coming to me now. <laughs> and wait, ooh, what's that coming out? Of? Oh god. Yeah, maybe that's why the bear swiped at her because it was like no. Not not again. If you're lucky, again, like, I'm not getting pooped on again. Like, where have you been where you keep getting shit on? <laughs> so, uh, in Illinois, the police are seeking the owner of a belligerent guinea fowl. I, I love this. Uh, which looks like this. Um, if you get bit by that. Another, like, another animal you should... There's an APB out for this belligerent... A wear guinea fowl. Wear guinea. <laughs> They're saying... That it was a belligerent and foul-smelling fowl found wandering loose in the town. Um, It was misidentified as a missing chicken, but they pointed out that it's actually a guinea fowl. It's just been uh, running around causing trouble. Loud, belligerent, non-cooperative, foul-smelling, won't leave. Okay, I mean, it's a bird. It doesn't, like, just smell by existing because it doesn't really have, like... They don't sweat, so they don't like. Oh, so it's been rolling in really something. Roll, no, it's just they poop. Oh yeah, they yeah. It's the poop is really what's <laughs> gonna smell. Um, but we actually in our area there are rules for um particular birds that you can and cannot have, and guinea fowl are one of the birds that you should. Oh my goodness, those are one of the um. Types of fowl that you are not permitted to have because they're most, assholes. Yeah, they're okay. loud. Like really, I mean, they're really great for like predator uh, deterrence um, and like helping other animals get to safety because they alert because they're like paranoid little birds. Nice, but you, they're annoying. I would want one. Can I have a guinea fowl? Okay, look, we already have chickens and. Shh. No, we, you, you we we're getting a, goats. We need a cat. Or a dog. I'm just kidding. We're not getting. No, you just said you it. Should, we're getting said goats. It. We're getting goats. All right. Yes. Said it as a joking way. No, uh, no, you said it. You said it. We're getting. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find a. There's goat. gonna be a new charge on your card. A card to like farm animals plus. We're getting a goat. Say, so, hey, what's this? Uh, what's this charge here? And then the guy starts backing up, like, beep, beep. Hey, we got that goat you wanted. Actually, <laughs> you have to get two of them because they get lonely. Oh. Okay, then we get a llama, so we can like it can spit on us. How about that? Well. I don't think we're allowed to have llamas. They don't really fall into the... Or an emu. Let's just really I make... I have to look into that. Emu. Emus emus are really... um, Like, there's... Didn't we have a whole conversation about how Australia lost the Great Emu War? Uh, oh, did... Yeah, they, they <laughs> we were at war against this. emus. We'll, we'll talk about that some other time. I did deliver to a place that had um ostriches once. Yes. Up in uh, up in um Remote. Valley Center, no Valley oh. Center, and they were doing like this weird dance. I'm yes. like, what? What are they, they doing? Did, it's they, like they did. That's, yeah. it's like mating. Yeah, they're letting. No, they're also letting you know they're here. Yeah. And I said, so I should do that when I want to pick up a chick, like this maneuver. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, it's called you, dancing. You could. You could do that. It's just yeah, chicks like dancing, right? 
Yeah, okay, so you, now it's your turn to bring out a TikTok. Since we're talking about <clears throat> dancing. Um, see, this time I like I, I downloaded the video and oh. like I posted just the video itself rather than like a direct link to someone's TikTok page. But Good I just Lord. found this. The person's wearing like heels. Is that a chick? Or do they just want a little extra height? That's <laughs> dancing. And that's like a lifeguard, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shark. God, I've been watching. What? Uh, God, that's the thing. Like, what Gen X or Gen Zers or what? Who are the current like kid generation? Gen Z. Yeah, they're gonna like in like. Well, they're not kids really so much anymore. Well, they're coming out of age right now. Yeah, so in like five-ish years, like clubs are gonna have this song like fused into all the music. <laughs> right now, it's just a gimmicky thing you do like here. But like next, the next I mean, DJ is gonna, very technical, right? Okay, so yeah, that is yeah, that is a chick then. So it's, it's, he's like hot, lifting her pretty easy, like. I could be a, a lighter in weight man. Uh, I'm looking at those heels. Could be, but um, men used to wear heels, Spike. <laughs> used to. Well, I'm, I'm probably it's likely that it is a woman. It, yeah, I'm gone. Okay, so <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have well, I mean it doesn't have to be anything. <laughs> but really this this dance shouldn't be a thing, honestly. Let's be honest here. I find it to be very entertaining and clever combining like the world's most annoying song. children's song and turning it into sort of a pseudo ballroom dance. I don't well, find any Why is everyone so dressed up? Right. Why are they doing that in a ballroom? What is this? Is yeah, this right. Like for it's, a like, wedding? it's probably a competition. There's Why a would huge it be for a wedding. There is a huge juxtaposition. You're right. There's a huge juxtaposition between these people here and yeah, everyone know. judging it. Like, <laughs> let's all dress up, and then this guy comes out. Like, um, what? It looks like they were gonna go see opera, right? or Like some art art show or something, or like an lot, award show. A lot of slacks, ties, and dresses, <laughs> and then kind of one of the cheapest looking shark costumes that you can Shit. get. I mean, it's basically like the dinosaur. It's uh, like that T-Rex outfit. I, my kid listens to this endlessly. <laughs> so look, they're dancing very well, yes. I like that transition between warm and cold. Yeah. Yeah, because they had two different colors and they were graded differently. Yeah. A little robot there, a little, little sprinkler action. Okay, let's... We're, we're, we're now, like, milking anyway, this. Like, you know what? I don't... I don't get baby shark. Well, that means you're old. As a young person, I fully understand it. <laughs> that's not. I find I find it amusing and entertaining, and I I like this video a lot. So, the sooner that that goes away, I think it's. Net yeah, no, oh no! The, the more you say that, the more it's going to stick around. Speaking of the sooner things go away. Uh yes. Let's just get rid of gender reveal parties altogether because apparently it's too much of like a temptation for these parents to build their own improvised explosive devices to reveal the color where it's like, right. This is like the least important thing about your child being born like than Pe anything else. Yeah. Like at least in this case, he only hurt like, I guess himself and like, like his, like, I think his brother caught shrap, literal shrapnel. <sighs> And like the last guy who who we heard about doing this burned down half of California. Yeah. And like apparently this is the like I know like it only happens once every now and then, but like uh, given the amount of damage it does to people in their lives, mm -hmm. this is the most dangerous thing you can do involving your child. He's literally deprived his child of a, a parent. Like what? Just stop. There's the like the gender of a child is literally the least important thing about them like you're you you're setting off fires you're blowing things up you're killing yourself injuring a relative or burning down a state when you could just like if it's really that important to you just get a cake right with with, with blue or pink on the inside gender reveal slice the cake open up oh, here's what it is yeah. or this just guy. just just do purple and then it doesn't matter. I feel uh, I feel like there's two people in this world. There's the people who think gender reveal parties are extremely important and must be done to the most extravagant 
an epic degree. Right. And people who don't care about gender reveal parties. Yeah. I feel like we're three in the category yeah, of we don't we don't really believe. Give we don't we think that gender reveal parties have gone like, you know, too far. Yeah. But there's still people out there, obviously. When did this article come out? Recently. That wants to have the Five greatest days ago. Yep. gender reveal party. So this happened in New York. Of all time. And then uh, earlier this month, a man from Michigan was killed after being struck by shrapnel from a small cannon type device uh. during a baby shower. Uh, and then two other gender reveal, reveal parties were blamed for sparking wildfires in California in September yep. 2020 and Arizona in 2017. And that's, so the weirdest thing is like, you know, 19,000 acres in California. Thank you. So, yeah, it's like the weirdest thing. Like in New York, you know, you can't get a gun to save your life, but uh, you can apparently build a bomb easily over the counter shit. I yeah. feel like it's probably not that all it, that difficult. I get uh, apparently it's not that difficult to do poorly in the way that, you know, you blow yourself up. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, at what point does the wife step in and go like, hey, where is like someone comes over and says, hey, where's your husband? Oh, he's in the garage building a bomb. Uh, hmm. Could, wh why? Oh, it's to reveal the gender. So who are you going to blow? Could we get a cake? I mean, let's do a cake. You Balloons. know, you know how genders <laughs> were revealed back in the day when the kid was born. Right. Exactly. Looked. Hey, look, it's a, it's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go back to that <laughs> it's just it's so not necessary it's just not necessary oh god yeah so um look if, if listen if you have a kid and you, like it, maybe this is a biological thing like suddenly you feel like if you say oh what do you need i need a potassium nitrate and a fertilizer and uh and, and diesel fuels like what do you need this for gender reveal I'm filling a van with it, and it's and also with this fine blue powder. I'm going to park it outside the Fed. Is that what the Unabomber was? Was he just really was early it? money on gender reveals? Ooh. I really like Too our soon. color. <laughs> okay. I like our color scheme today: green, red, blue. That looks really cool. See Wait for. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, maybe I mean, maybe this is more black. Maybe this it's is hard to see the red. Yeah, but maybe uh, this I is way of transitioning away from. I mean, we can kind of see it, but it does. It's not very. This is red. it's muted. But it's so, muted. So that that green is kind of muted. Well, no, yeah, I'd say it's more it's olive just, drab, but it, yeah, but greenish. But it's, it's it's very clearly green, whereas yours is like. But it's okay. Look, it, it, it's dark like, red. This it is looks like good. something black over the top. This is like something the Red Ranger would wear to show that he's the Red Ranger, and I think he could get away with it. Yeah. You're the blue ranger. You're the green ranger. Ooh, I, I, do I get the dragon sword and the vest? Yeah. You, why that, not be the best green I get ranger? That, I get that whistle knife. Okay, so... um, So we watched for our final film for Black History Month. Getting it under the wire because this is a short-ass month. I know. The Tuskegee Airmen, um, which starred, amongst others, Andre Brower. Um, what are you pointing at? That's just interesting. I always thought it was called Tuskegee Airmen. I think it is. I think this is just someone's upload. This is Tuskegee Airmen. Again, I think this is just someone's upload. <laughs> I'm just, okay, whatever. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, Cuba Gooding Jr., and like a bunch of other Shooter people. Shooter McGavin. Well, let's so. see. Gentlemen, HBO Home Video. Welcome to Tuskegee Army Airfield. Yeah. <laughs> it is the task of myself... Ooh, intense. Also, Courtney Vance. Because of these films, I always thought if I ever joined, if I ever joined the military, my drill sergeant would have that exact <laughs> accent. What I see is a unit that's oh, and, and, and third rock in the song, yeah. Dick Van. Dick from Third Rock. Dick Solomon. I know I'm gonna make it. But yeah, you can tell this has been from like the '40s because they have all the everyone wears hats. All the time. Theo Huxtable. We got Morpheus. Oh yeah. Is a drain and a hindrance to that effort. God, is my God, this is such intense music, right? Combat. I came here for one reason, to do one thing, to learn how to fly. You know, Lawrence Fishburne, he, he, he plays a different character, except him, he, he kind of plays the same guy. When did this come out? 95. Yeah, that feels right, given the cockpit scenes we're seeing. They used actual, I like, think, uh, yeah. stock footage too for some of these scenes. Yeah, something I mean, they. I'm pretty sure they straight up took. So they, we know they took footage straight from World War II. Yeah, 
since and they've been bombers, they have something they wouldn't do ever today. No, they would. No. It looks yeah. too. It looks too janky. It looks like, too cheesy because you're, you're going from one film grain to like a completely different film grain. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything has to be seamless. The Tuskegee Airmen. See? They were our country's best defense yeah. and its greatest glory. Based on the true story of the oh, 332nd yeah. Fighter Squadron. The Tuskegee Airmen. Available yeah, we saw the Red Tails came out later and they used a lot of like CG stuff. And they did um, build in a, a little bit of uh, see, war I, footage. I huh? gotta see Red Tails. Yeah. Yeah, we should watch. So, um, besides the fact that most of the characters in this film with really the exception of Captain Holt's character. Uh yeah, Andre Brower's Andre character. Brower. They were all fictional. Yeah. Like they, they were yeah. amalgamations and guesses as to who these men really were. But what is true is that the three hundred thirty second never lost um a bomber. Not a single one. Oh yeah, they were really good at their at their at like their they were exceptional. And I think that's I think that is something really worth pointing out. Um, what is also worth pointing out is that this lovely human had no idea that we put cameras on airplanes in World War II. And so all of the footage. <laughs> yeah. he, w he was like, whoa, where, how'd they get that footage from? It's like, that's straight <laughs> from the war. Like that's they because they would play the the like recaps of what was happening in the yep. war in the movie theaters. Like that would like you would go to the movie theaters to get your news. To it's see good morale stuff. Yeah, what was happening. So he had no idea. He thought that but, this was just something else. You you were saying before like no one was in there to do the cranky thing. Yeah, there's no one that's cranking like, it. That's like from the twenties. This was. I feel like this. Because when I see I, when I see footage from the forties, you see like the like the film like lines. Yeah. Well, so I figured there's a dude. There's like a crank or like there's like a, a theater attendant, right? You know, someone someone like shoved into the thing under Cuba Gooding Jr. doing this. So under. there's a okay. So it's automated. There's no guy in there, but right. So there's a big disc inside the jet, like a big yeah. They film get, thing it's a little small like in that. Yeah. They, they, we had invented electricity at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it, had been, it had been around. They had light bulbs and everything. I swear to God. So it was powered electrically on the... Yes, they had <laughs> the batteries. Jet. Yes, because they had spark plugs in the plane. It is so incredibly amusing that you are so... Well, so I, I, I figure, okay, so they probably charge it like a phone, right? Right. And then it's charged. <laughs> like if they plug, yeah, to the USB-C. No, they actually, they, they just had regular USB at the time. It was a, it was a dark <laughs> it's time. USB... And then they're like, all right, the camera on the on the plane is done charging. Yeah, it's it's only in 720p, so, you know, just be ready. We only have three gigs. So here's, uh, each one of these three gig memory cards costs like 80 bucks, so be careful with these, all right? No, they cost $2,000. Well, 2000 at the time, right. I'm sorry. I forgot about inflation. I don't know. I just feel like film. Every time I see film, it's like a big... Setup. I feel like that wouldn't be something that they would put on a plane because it would be too much like work. Well, that's for optimal like film. Like quality. every time I see it, like there's some guy. He's got a, a glass of whiskey. <laughs> he's in a huge room dedicated to the film. You, there's like a projector. Again, that's he carries out they, this big like four uh, foot. That's like, for reel, that's for movie quality. They, they had eight millimeter. Like even today, like we for our thing, we have like lights and shit. But we could just have the camera. It would just look worse. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 needed this footage. It was propaganda. Yeah. They needed this to help people back at home continue to support the war effort. Yeah. So it was they had to film something. It looked it's it looked propaganda. Good. Yeah, it looked really it really it was really good seeing like our boys shoot down the 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 krauts as they said. Yeah. The Nazis. Them, them Nazis. Oh. <laughs> Right, I like to think I like to think that uh, the why, why can't I say Nazi? It sounds so bad. What, what, what are we gonna we're, we're going to insult the Third Reich? Like, no. let's is it offensive to Nazis? Yeah. We're sorry if we've offended any Nazis. Any Nazis out there? Look, we we are about inclusivity <laughs> here. Nazis. At the Transmit Podcast. Um, Bro, you and I are both <laughs> Jewish. Like, well, listen, doesn't it doesn't mean I have to be hateful and it, uh, non-inclusive? Oh God. <laughs> No, so let's make that's, fun. Of, that's the way he said it in um, uh, Glorious and yeah, Glorious Masters. I, I like, characters I like to Nazis. think, yeah, this takes Did place. Did he say Nazi or Nazi? Get them Nazis. I thought he said Nazi. Okay, look up 
Look up the original I'm speech not from. Gonna it's, watch that it's right now. Phonetically, it actually is Nazi though. Yeah, really. It, it, I think it or is. Or Nazi. So that sounds like an Indian tribe. Tribe. Okay, are so you are, to, are you trying to talk linguistics to someone who literally has a degree in linguistics? These are the Nazi. They lived in America. <laughs> the Nazi tribe. Five hundred years. They had Columbus. hats with skulls on them and boot had, had <laughs> jack boots for some reason. We're not sure why. The Nazi. Indians. They roamed these lands. <laughs> <laughs> free and proud Tuskegee anyway so Tuskegee so they all show up they're, they're on a train and and speaking of the Nazis they get bumped from their seats to you know for 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 um are, for Nazi war criminals are we, are we gonna are we gonna go scene by scene well, we're just like I'm just that show that well that shows like the thing like how how they were treated in this country at the time was that like they were like and this is true like war criminals like uh, the, the Nazi like or not war the, the POWs they were allowed to go out into town sometimes and stuff. Like they were treated very well. But they were white. They were white. And also there was the geni- they're trying to like I hear the logic was that they were trying to make make it so that we treat them well so they treat they would treat our prisoners of war well, which was stupid. But you know, that there's also some racism there too. So the, and that kind of shows like that the 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 theme of the movie right from the get-go is like no no, like you you are you are treated so poorly that we're gonna let the, the the Nazis have your seat. What? I don't. I don't. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Apparently. Well, yeah. That's that's why they got kicked off the. Out of I thought ships. that they just got kicked off for just regular white people. It was. It, I, well, that's what that's what I recall. So watch watch the movie, and and you tell us right right in the comments, which I won't read. Um. Well, what is this? Before we get into all our scenes, okay. We should just kind of say what it's about it's basically about the 332nd uh right yeah yeah the uh what do you call that the red tails the the squadron squadron yeah and it's it's just them like uh overcoming adversity and, adversity and oppression and you know racism getting, there's a lot of death there's a lot of hard hard shit that they're going through and then they oh, yeah. get through it and um they end up like uh they they, know, they go they deploy finally after escorting they escorting bombers and being very extre- extremely successful. Oh yeah, but we follow the the lives of four. It turns yeah. into two. It turns into Tuskegee two. But it starts out with like a uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, uh, Alan Payne, uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, and uh, Courtney B. Vance. Because um, spoiler alert, Cuba Gooding Jr. Well, actually, he dies when he in Italy or not in Italy in um in Germany. Germany. No, he, he dies over Berlin. Over, oh yeah, he does. Yeah, or. Yes. So no, no, they don't die in Africa, really. So they, it, you have these these young men who want to become pilots for the military. All educated. Yeah, very highly educated young men, um, and they arrive at their their air base after being um, harassed for being black on the train. Yep. And they meet a couple of their trainers, one of whom is a white dude racist shooter mcgavin right and continuing our 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 theme for this month uh, besides black history is of people we like in other movies being racist <laughs> yeah uh racist kylo ren well J- jewish kylo ren jewish guy, but he had to play uh, a racist so close enough uh racist sheldon cooper, cooper. Um, you know, it's, it's racist Eric Foreman. Racist, Eric racist that's who it was. Racist, racist Eric, Eric Foreman and Jewish Kylo Ren. Jewish Kylo, yeah, yeah. Um, but so they, it explores, and and then the other one is Courtney Vance, who plays um the black teacher, um, and who is revealed to be the only one out of all of their teachers who has actually flown combat missions, because up until this point, the only place. Um, the United States was not accepting black pilots. Right. Um, so he went up to Canada and he fought with Canada. And In a like, Spitfire. Yeah. And he, like, he like yeah. actually saw killed. some shit. Yeah. So you see these young men going through their training, um, being doubted at every step of the way. Shooter McGavin makes them retake their entrance exam. Yeah. Being held to uh, higher standards yep. than... Um, the other pilots in training, the, the white pilots in training, um, where like a, a white pilot in training would have like just gotten either a slap on the wrist or some sort of, 
um, very light non-judicial punishment, reprimand. probably some sort of a reprimand or yeah. punishment. They let one gentleman go and he was like literally the best pilot out of yeah. all of them. The most technically savvy, um, the most creative. He was a I straight suppose. up engineer. Yeah. in a straight up genius. Yeah. Behind, um, behind the pilots, uh, yoke. wheel yoke. Um, and so like he ends up literally committing suicide with a plane. Yeah. That was very expensive. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then they kind of got to this point where, um, it was, it was like a battle to allow these black pilots to actually go beyond training, go beyond it just being an experiment. And one of the champions of that was Eleanor Roosevelt, um, who actually like shows up at the base and, uh, she's like, Oh yeah, I'd love to go up in one of these planes. Um, I, you yep. know, let's, let's take me up. And they're like, Oh, well I can take you. And she goes, no, I want him to take me up. And she points to who was it? Larry Fishburne's Lawrence, character. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Um, and they actually end up taking a picture and this, they took like a recreation in the film, but yep. what I have on screen is the actual photo from, um, that time where she got in the plane with one of the, the young men who, a, re which, a real show of trust pilots. and like, you know, and like investment in this, in this, well, what was at the, at the time an experiment. Right. And I mean, that's, but that's kind of what Eleanor Roosevelt did a lot. She mm. like championed, um, equality for black people and like, you know, stood on her laurels and was like, this is, I accept them. I'm going to, I want them to be successful and I'm going to, you know, put my money where my mouth is. Damn right. Um, so they basically with the president's wife yeah. get their stamp of approval to like actually go out into the field. Um, and they're deployed to Africa. Yeah. So they're deployed to Africa, um, where they're basically sitting pretty. Yeah. They're, they're doing like, yeah, a lot of like, uh, harassment tactics, like trains and stuff. Not a lot of, not, yeah. no air to air kills. And, right. um, they're still messing with them. Like they're showing like, I don't know if that actually happened like in the, in the real world, but they show like a, uh, they prominently show tomorrow's briefing. Is at like zero seven third zero seven hundred? Then like the next day they changed it to zero six thirty. Yeah. It was, it was like 6 AM and, yeah. and they moved it to five thirty AM. Something like without, that. Yeah. And, you know what? I, I believe that that probably, that stuff probably yeah. happened because that was just a way to, to dick with them, to dick with them and to take away some of their credibility. Like, well, you weren't at the briefing. You didn't pay attention. And this shows, yeah, later on in, in, when, yeah. in the congressional hearings, they're not scoring air to air kills. They're late to me. And, and Captain Holt's character and he, uh, uh, Andre Brower, Andre Brower, he, uh, he, he goes to bat for him. He's the real character. So I think he did show up to Congress and like, like he really did. And pitch he for legitimately him. did. And yeah. So, and finally they get like their, their big chance to escort bombers. Yeah, that, so that started in Italy. Yeah. I think, right? I think so, yeah. That's when we pushed from Africa and into Italy. If I was a Tuskegee Airman, I'd be okay with just, like, not seeing any combat. We, I'd be the one guy. All, <laughs> all the other ones would be like, come yeah, on, man, I'm getting, like, we got to go out there and fight and show ourselves. And I'd be, like, the one that would be like, you know, this is pretty good, actually. I don't yeah, think we need to see actual combat. But yeah. see, you're not even the person that would sign up in the first place. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, if so, I had to. That's the guy who would be. You don't like heights. You don't <laughs> like conflict. You don't like danger. Yeah, you, like, you're that's not. That's why the Tuskegee, like, I would mistakenly join the Tuskegee Airmen. Thinking you'd be like, oh, this is like, like oh, they're not going to actually put us in the combat. Yeah, it's crazy. I get, to, I get to wear the uniform. I get to learn to fly. <laughs> And then finally, all these go-getters are like, no, we have to go fight. Like, well, guys, like, come on, guys. And then the, the, the general comes in or whatever, and he's like, you know what? By God, we're going to let every man fly. And you're like, you're no. sitting there like eating your, your hot meals from way behind. Like, the 332nd is going to be escorting all the bombers, <laughs> right? They've been taking heavy casualties. The best German pilots are, are going to be gunning for you. And let me tell you, they're pretty racist. If you think we're racist here, no, no. Let me tell you, these Nazi guys, super racist. <laughs> I'd just be like, damn uh, What? Yeah, very good pilots, really good machines, and they're developing jet technology also. Uh, 
what else? Oh yeah. Also, they take you being able to fly a plane as an affront to everything their culture stands for. So they really hate you. Like, and you're just sitting there. No, please no. Yeah, have I mentioned how good their pilots are? Like top notch. But you know what? They didn't lose a bomber. They didn't. So. Yeah. So they they, they never did. lost a single bomber because. So, like, we get, at this point, we've lost all but Lawrence Fishburne and Cuba Gooding Jr.'s <laughs> characters. Oh, God. Everybody else has either accidentally died, committed suicide, or been killed. Yeah, and finally, like, and, and this is also historically true, like, people wanted the Red Tails to, like, guard them because they were really, really good. Yeah, they showed this part, um, so, like, they had, was it, it was... When they went to Italy, I think that, yeah, they, they, first, that like, they were like, yeah, this is not like, this doesn't stand out enough. Make the whole tail red. Yep. Um, and so like, then they're like the red tails. Um, so they like, they start escorting the bombers in, in the movie, at least. I don't know how true this is. It's probably really true. Um, they like save one, one bomber and they come to like, thank whoever it was that saved them. Um, and like they meet up with Lawrence Fishburne yep. and Cuba Gooding Jr.'s characters. And they're like, yeah, we just came back from this mission. And, and there were these two planes that had red tails okay. and we're trying to find the guys to say thank you. And they're like, you're welcome. It was us. And they're like, what? no, no, what? no. The ginger, of course, hates it. But the guy from the West Wing, uh, he, he, <laughs> he was happy. Yeah. They're like, that's, you know, we're going to get out of here. And finally, and at the end, like that guy's finally like, no, no, we, uh, mm, I, I like to not die. So yes, cause he didn't, he well, but he didn't believe it. Yep. He didn't believe it. It was them. And so like they got assigned again to go escort bombers and like the same guys show up and they're like, bro, it's them. It's, them. it's those two dudes that we were just talking about. Hello. Come on guys. <laughs> um, and it's so because the 332nd ended up being combined with like several other uh, classes out of the same Air Force base. Yep. Um, so then like they all became the Red Tails. And um, so like the the two dudes that we see in the one bomber realize like these guys are like the real deal. Oh, yeah. And they specifically were they're like, so we're going to sign you to. With this this fighter crew out of this area, it's this um, this division, and they're like, um, actually, can we get the uh, can we you know you know those guys the three hundred thirty second they're like the all black regiment and they're like yeah we yeah. like them did did you see my Yelp review for them it was pretty good <laughs> yeah can you can you can, can we make something yeah, yeah we want them um, and. Uh, but this was like legitimately after yeah. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character died. Um, because, Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, that was really sad. By the way, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. seems to have like this penchant for war or military films. Right. Um, I actually was looking it up. We were kind of talking about this earlier. Um, he was War Machine. He was not he War was, Machine. He was going he was. to be. He, he was, was go going to be. He was not. That was but played that was, by a different actor. That was Rhodes, though. He was played Rhodes. He yeah, did but not. He did, he, yeah, he did. No, no. In the first look Iron Man. No, no. Look. I, I will look that up. You look up his it's other not. one. not. He was not. He um, was Rhodes. He was replaced by Don Cheadle. No. That's a completely different actor. Oh, actually, the first one was Terrence Howard. All right. Let's cut this out <laughs> of the <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> it was Terrence we're Howard. Not, we're not. We're <laughs> not. <laughs> no, it's staying in. It's staying it's out of the podcast. No, in. No, all... <laughs> he was in Red Tails, though, Terrence Howard. He, he went... um, so, Cuba Gooding was in A Few Good Men. Yep. Uh, Men of Honor. Men of Honor, which is the one that I was thinking about where he played the diver. Yep. Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe that's it. Pearl Harbor, yeah, it was definitely. <sighs> but he's been Harbor. in a lot. He's, he's oh, yeah, been, yeah. That's, I mean, that's honestly more than I think most actors do. Yeah, a lot of World War II stuff. You know, he doesn't really. He's also in Gladiator. 
Did I know was that? Was he in Gladiator? Yeah. Was, who was he in Gladiator? His character's name was Abraham Lincoln Haynes. <laughs> what? What's the frack? I don't know, guys. I'm Abraham Lincoln Hayes. I freed Roman the Roman God. slaves. Also, you know, also there was a, mo- a movie called Outbreak in 1995. He played Major Salt. Ooh, that's. <laughs> I don't. You know, that makes sense. That's that sounds like a guy who's like kind of a crust, mean and crusty. Now, um, uh, and then Pearl Harbor. Can you imagine being the Luftwaffe guy who has to like a- explain to like your officers why you're not like shooting down any more planes? You're sitting there, like, historically, like, no, we could have shot down the Americans, but uh, no, they, they brought in the diversity hires, and we could not shoot them down. So he actually ended up we in Red bad. Tails, too. Kuba Gooding was in Red Tails it, as well. He's in everything. Like, I guess you have a limited pool of actors to begin with, and so, like, and w- once you have talented black actors, you got to put him in that one. Was he a general or something? Uh, he played or a major, 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 yeah. major Emmanuel Stance. Emmanuel. Um, but, you know, anyway, so... Um, yeah, he really, he really, uh, he really seems to be a good pick for yeah. those, I, those films. I, in this one, I do prefer the movie Red Tails. It's a little more action oriented, and they have a lot better graphics, and they they introduce yeah. like the the jet fighters and stuff. I mean, that's kind of the difference between 1995 HBO yeah. and 2012 movie movie major film release. Yeah, you know, and there's way more dubstep in the trailer, which I was like a big fan of. Nice. You've heard, you've heard my playlist, right? It's still it's still dubstep. Like most, I, got like, some, I got some dubstep on my playlist. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Like I uh, just I just put it on my speaker and just start playing it all the time here. This this movie did have a charm to it though. It, it really did. Yeah. So like it had a good soundtrack too, like nice nice scoring to it. I always like score. Yeah. I'm always listening for score. I feel like this showed a pretty good range from Lawrence Fishburne. Um yeah, because he, you have this very smart, educated young man who um, wants to become a pilot because he wants to serve his country. Yep. Um, and he's <clears throat> grown up in like a small town where, like, I guess racism isn't really like a big thing in in the way that it is in like the bigger yeah. cities. So, and so. Getting moved to the back of the train, like you could, you started to see this kind of like range of emotion, this range of talent that he's he a has. Very, he is a very good actor. Yeah, there's a lot of like minor. Um, it's subtle. Yeah, he has a lot of really good subtleties, and it's just. And unlike like Andre Brower, which you know he still it feels like he's playing like just um, a, a slightly more um, energetic Captain Holt. And that's the problem is like for like there are, there are a- actors who are like they play a type. Yeah, and that's which hopefully you get movie roles based on that type. But then Lawrence Fishburne, he can go from playing Morpheus to playing this to being in Biker Boys to all sorts of stuff. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is honestly probably one of the most talented actors, and I feel like he's super underrated. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I guess with the exception of like what he did in The Matrix, I think people nowadays at least only really remember him for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, he was in John Wick. He was. He was. Sometimes yeah. you got to cut a bit. He was. He was like the guy down by the water. Yeah. He. He was the hobo king of New yeah. York. I don't remember. We can watch it again. I he, would actually. Oh, he was the. Na- he was the. Uh, wait. Oh, the. He, he, sorry. He was. A, he was a narrator in the Malcolm X audiobook. I didn't think I'd like John Wick. Yes. But that's actually a really good movie. He was in the movie Mule. Oh yeah, John Wick. The, that series was awesome. No nonsense. Oh yeah, he was in Ant Man, the Wasp. He was the, the physicist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, oh yeah, I just, that scene. I, yeah. I just, I just wish that Lawrence Fishburne got more notoriety, like consistently throughout his career, because I mean, he's, he's he's in a way, I feel like he is sort of like well, he has I think he has more credits maybe under his belt than James Earl Jones at this point. Yeah, but. There's just something about like his stature and his it just poise that lends itself to you know a little bit of a comparison. He he, he he ran the Daily Planet and Batman uh, or Superman and Batman v Superman. Did hmm. he? Yeah, he, he ran really he was he ran that. the Daily Planet. He would he was the one talking to Lois Lane. You know, if I I'm... tried to f- erase that whole movie from my, <laughs> okay. my memory. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that maybe that's why Lawrence Fishburne. Man of Steel have... wasn't bad. I don't think. I I thought it was kind of bad. Personally, I but, liked Man of Steel. But listen, I'm not begrudging you for liking bad movies and having the wrong opinion. 
Uh, he was a, Lawrence Fishburne was also in uh, Predator, one of the Predator movies. Yes, this is true. Oh, he was. Jeez, like this is the weirdest thing. Again, like he, like he should be have more like room in your head. <laughs> yeah, but like, listen, James Earl Jones. He yeah, he was in Conan. He was in uh, he he was in uh, he was Darth Vader. I mean, he was he was, he was Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> he was he was in Coming to America. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. Listen, if you like, look, Lawrence Fishburne, Boys in the Hood, Apocalypse yep. Now, Apocalypse Now. He was the little kid. John. Little kid. Wait, wasn't he the little kid? We're talking about Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, Lawrence, sorry. Wait, who was the? He was an adult. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. That's somebody else who was a little kid. He would have been like eighteen in that film because he was born in nineteen sixty. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Who was the little kid? No one knows. No one cares. Um, he he was the first black person to play Othello in a motion picture when he appeared in an adaptation of Othello, um, Color Purple. Uh, Mystic River, Aquila oh, yeah. and the Bee, Contagion, Batman. Um, CSI. He's been on CSI. Like this dude just is one of the most. Now you're now you're looking yeah, at who looking played at War Machine and and remembering <laughs> about how wrong you were that oh, it was. It's James Rhodes. <laughs> it's James Rhodes. Okay, look, we're, okay, I think we're to the part of the review now where we're just talking about every other movie in the universe that happens to have a black dude in it. So, just, yeah. just Lawrence Fishburne, I feel like he ends up being like the the character in this film in Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah. And like, I feel like he was a really good choice to be kind of like the focus of the film. Yeah. Because of his range and talent. His just. Ha- I could just keep going on and on. Okay, so instead of that, how about listen? Well, let's 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 sum up. Let's get to do some final thoughts on this film. The the movie was so the good last things we talk about are the are the are the movie. Any last right. thoughts on the uh, film let's, let's, as a whole? What we got out of it? I, I feel like I learned quite a bit, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't like pow 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 action. Yeah, it was. It, it was. If even though it wasn't you super super hard. Too. Yeah, you learned some technical stuff from the from the world wars. Um, there were cameras around back. We had cameras and light bulbs and uh <laughs> and we we had invented the, the carriage at that point. So telephones. <laughs> Sorry. Um we, we moved past the John Lithgow machine. was really John Lithgow was really good as a as as a racist senator. I think um oh, the guys in war overcame the racism pretty quickly. Because they well, they had to, yeah. It was like either you do it or you die. Either you trust yeah. the people that are supposed to do a job or literally you lose your entire so, squadron. So, like, yeah, right. times of war are like a good time to get, like kind of bring us together. Get a get a lot of sh- a lot of the emotional baggage out of the way, at least with people who are fighting it. People like back in Congress, as you saw, yeah. they got a lot of time to be like, okay, let's talk about the this issue with different races now. <laughs> you know, because the, the, their lives aren't like dependent immediately on yeah. in the line of fire. Yeah. Like if they had to juggle knives while they were doing it, maybe they'd be like, let's get the, maybe we should talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all around, I think it was a good film. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that I saw it again. I actually paid to attention to it this time because the first time I saw it was back in high school and I wasn't really. Back when our, our schools would be like, oh, here, watch a, a movie. Go, go. Take it's, it as actual 100% fact, everyone. Yep. All these characters are <laughs> real. Now we know that literally one character Only was one. real in the entire film. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Anyway, film. So like that was that was uh, the the Tuskegee Airmen, and this this concludes Black History Month. And uh, what what are we watching first next month? Uh, okay, well, let's not give away the thing the the month. Okay, let's just wait. Okay, surprise. Surprise. We'll give a, we'll give a hint. What's a hint? Um, uh, some of the themes are similar in some of these movies. It's. It's a collection of films by a very well-known yet controversial director slash writer. Right. All right. So that being said, thanks for listening to the Transmit Podcast or watching it. I'm Samantha. I'm Victor. And I'm Spike. We'll see you next time. Good night. Mother... See you next time. I checked. I looked. He hadn't moved to any of it. I was like, sweet.
thing is, under this setting, even if it's turned down, I know I shouldn't tell you this, it still records while I'm over there. That's for us. <laughs> oh, I can just delete that. I, what I do is I cut out all the microphones. Say that again. Say that again. Wait, can we, is, there, is there turn up the sound so we can actually oh, hear sure, it? Yeah, let's see. Bonus, bonus features. Bonus footage, yo. So what yeah. What time of day did you do this? Uh, this was probably around like eight in the morning. Yeah, I got a little bit in the hole. Jesus Christ. I mean, aren't you supposed to like aim for the hole? Okay, you know, I'm just trying my. Because best. we're hanging out with Laura. Yeah. All day. I'm. I'm thinking about. Uh, like if she saw that, oh, she would. She would like, have some words. She'd have some words for it. She'd be like, "Yes, 